0: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to my podcast. On today's segment, it's going to be pretty lighthearted. You know, I'm just going to be sharing some advice, some my experiences, and mainly the topic for today is just how to be happy, how how to focus on yourself and your happiness. Um, I find that very important because up until six months ago, I was probably the most miserable man you'll ever meet. I was legitimately the Scrooge. I mean, I'm talking, everything made me mad. I'm stuck in traffic. Oh, my God. The world's falling apart. Our pets' heads are falling off. All my Dumb and Dumber fans out there, if you know what I'm talking about. Um, Yeah, I I was a very, very irritable man. I was someone you wouldn't want to be around. I was the type of guy to look at a glass and just be like, that glass is completely empty. It can never be half full. It can never be uh, 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 anything, uh, uh, any happy connotation towards that metaphor. But you know what I did every single day? This is this is what this is to all my depressed people out there who I uh, join and I sit in the same seat as you do. To all my depressed friends out there who are suffering and just cannot bring themselves to be happy. This is some things that these are some things that I did um words very hard. I uh, find myself lately forgetting how to speak. My god, maybe I'm having too much Crown and Coke. <laughs> but um my biggest thing that helped me, besides being medicated, uh, thank you, science, but um, uh, here's a side note as well. Just because you take medications, antidepressants, anti-anxiety medications, stuff like that, that's not going to be a one-stop shop to fix your problems, people. That's also one thing uh, uh, I, I harp on a lot when it comes to mental health is you have to put the work in, people, to be happy. You can't. The, 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 this isn't some utopia. Where you walk to a, a CBS and say, you know what, I'm kind of sad, give me a happy pill, okay? That's called crack, all right? And crack is illegal, okay? So unless you're a crack addict, uh, happiness doesn't come, come free, all right? And crack is quite expensive, by the way. It's very hard, very expensive to buy crack. So I don't understand how all, all these homeless people are addicted to crack. Well, I kind of do. But anyways, that's another story, another time, how I know. But, um... I told myself this. I came to a realization at rock bottom. I was at my lowest point in my life. I'm talking. It took me forever to get out of bed. My dishes were never done. I never wanted to do the laundry. I was self-loathing. I didn't want to be around people. I was a drunk. I was a chain smoker. I was fat, and and you know, just displeased with everything in this world. And I think what happened when I reached rock bottom was I was sick and tired. I knew I had to capitalize on rock bottom to go up and that's what a lot of people have to realize they have to come to terms that they're at rock bottom and they're there there's two options you stay at rock bottom for the rest of your life and you waste your life legitimately waste your life this is only one life as far as we know you stay at rock bottom and you waste your life or you realize and you tell yourself you pick yourself up by the britches be a man or a woman and say you know what i'm gonna make a change and that's what i did so you want to know why I started incorporating my daily routine? As cheesy it is, uh, as it is, oh jeez, I just spilled my Jack and Coke all over myself. Oh lord, Larry, put it down. Alright, anyways. <laughs> uh, I got to start taking a video. I think I'm going to start incorporating some type of video into this um, so you guys can see. I'll you know, put a face to the, to the, to the sound, to the, the voice, but um, I started telling myself I'm alive. And, you know, as it's, it's, it's black and white as that statement is and how vague as well, I, I, I told myself, Larry, you're alive. What does that mean exactly? Well, I'm breathing. My heart's working. My liver is working. I'm digesting food. My limbs are moving. I can see. I can smell. I can taste. And I tell myself that's all I need It's to reassure myself that I am alive and I am existing at this point in time. In in this history of the human race, I am here right now, and I should be grateful for it, because I I, I unfortunately have a lot of friends who have passed uh, at a very young age. Um, one of them, Isaac Colligan, is a friend of mine on my first duty station in Japan. You know, um, died in a drunk driving accident. Unfortunately, God bless you, Isaac. Uh, he had a he had a girlfriend who was pregnant. And I think about that a lot whenever I get truly depressed and truly, well, to be quite frank with you all, get those thoughts. And to my depressive friends, you know what I'm talking about. I don't want to say it out loud for certain reasons. <coughs> cough, cough, Air Force. Uh, I don't want to first sergeant breaking through my door. But um, I tell myself, Larry, there are people in this world right now who are not with us, people who are not with us right now, who would give everything that they have which I don't know if they have anything to be able to be in my position for five minutes think about that as well there are a lot less fortunate people in this world now I'm not saying that just what you're going through and people with that stupid con- that notion where they're like oh well there's people who are off worse this this disgusting uh, uh, thing that people do nowadays and compare trauma is just it's it's despicable. You, you cannot compare any type of trauma to the next. Because uh, unless everyone is programmed the same, thinks the same thoughts, then, then you could be like, well, we go through the same thing. No. No, you, you cannot compare your traumas with people, right? So do not ever let anyone tell you that your trauma is not worthy of being um, um, resolved. So I started telling myself, I am alive, I am existing. I have time, and I will no longer take my life for granted because of the ones that I loved who are no longer with me, unfortunately. They would wish to be here for, for only five minutes if they were given. So I started incorporating that in my daily routine when I would wake up because I used to wake up immediately angry, upset, depressed. Mm. Thank God I never got to the point where I would have the down... A couple drinks before I went to work. I wasn't that bad, but... So, I started incorporating that, and I realized the true power. I always thought it was cheesy. I, you know, those self-help videos are like, just change your thinking, man. Have positive thinking. I'm like, it's not that fucking easy. People, it really is. You just gotta get past your ego. Your ego is the only thing holding you back from absolving your depression. Your ego is the only thing holding you back from fulfilling your dreams. Your ego must die. You must, you must climb the mountain with a dog named Ego. And you must stand upon that mountain and look out upon the world and see how fruitful life is. And understand that the only thing holding you back is your ego and yourself. And it takes a lot of self-reflection to cure. Not cure, but to cope with depression. So you have to understand the only person who can help you is yourself. You can take all the drugs in the world. You can, you can dope yourself up. You can become a drug addict. You can be doing crack. And yes, potheads, there are people addicted to marijuana who cannot go five minutes without hitting a blunt. And if you don't agree with me, then you're most likely a pothead and an addict to marijuana. But I digress. The only person who can make you happy is you. And you have to start living like that because here's a scenario, a very extreme scenario that I pray to God, whatever God is out there, who's looking at me right now and just thinking this dude's a buffoon. Thank you, Uh, evolution. Um, Let's say the world – let's say you're the last person on earth and you've relied on people your entire life to make you happy and fulfill your boredom and keep you entertained. What are you going to do if you face that situation right now? Legitimate question. Legitimate question, what are you going to do if you were left alone for the rest of your life and you rely too much on human uh, uh, connection? Take a second to think about it. I know a lot of people would freak. A lot of people would panic. I, for one, know I would for the first couple minutes because I would miss all my family. I'd miss my dad, my friends, my cousins. But eventually, the human mind would adapt to the situation, but a lot of people can't cope with that. And you know what's the f- what's the more scary part of the entire analogy? That's happening right now. But, But guess what? The world hasn't ended. People right now can't go five minutes without bugging somebody for affection and attention. It is the true mark of a man and a woman. The true mark of a man and a woman to be able to entertain themselves and provide themselves with love and affection. First... And then reap it from, uh, 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 reap the affection, not rape. I'm not saying rape, I'm saying reap. If that's even the right word, please don't say I'm saying rape. I pray to God that you people aren't hearing that. Th- th- take the love and affection from somebody else. That is the important uh, 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 fact I'm speaking about. You mustn't rely on anyone around you for survival. Granted, we live in the modern uh, you know, society in the 21st century, so therefore we are always back into a corner of having to rely on people. The the generation of um, self-capabilities or the capabilities to survive, you know, farming and building fucking wood cabins and shit, we don't have to do that anymore. This is the 21st century unless you live... In, like, the middle of Montana, okay, you should probably know how to make a fire. But I live in the middle of the city. I live 10 minutes from Washington, D.C. I don't need to know about that stuff. But the true battle people face every single day, and I think the pandemic has really, really shown people how, uh, I wouldn't say pathetic, but um, unable to entertain themselves. And uh, it's quite a sad notion because I know a lot of people right now who are struggling I am set up in a situation where I have no excuse. A lot of people do have excuses, but as I said in my previous podcast, excuses are like assholes everyone has. When the human mind will prevail if you put it to the test. If you want to be happy, you will be happy. Now, I am not saying it will happen overnight. That is impossible. Unless a god comes down, snaps his fingers, and says you will be happy. No. In order to be happy... You must do three things. One, identify what your happiness is. Two, identify how to secure your happiness. And three, the most important one, and this one is very important, folks. The first two are important, but this one's very important because it includes thoughtfulness and kindness. Is your happiness affecting the people around you? Are you selfish and are you forcing others to succumb? Uh, succumb uh, to your idea of happiness at their cost and I say that because every single person does it and it takes discipline not to do it but the unfortunate byproduct is that it's happening to people like you and I right now by the people around us not everybody but it happens people use us for our happiness they suck us drive our happiness like leeches what What do you expect in the world of almost eight billion people right so so you must secure you, you must identify your happiness, secure your happiness, and reflect if your happiness is um, being achieved at the expense of those around you autonomy uh, of of human beings uh, humanism Immanuel uh, Kant spoke about it um, if you if you will a maxim and the maxim in this situation is um Anything that you would abide by, it's your, excuse me, it's your ethical value, right? This, if, if you are to will a maxim into the world, you must be able to will it upon yourself. So whatever you, whatever ethical value you hold dearest to your heart, you must be able to have, some, you must be able to accept that somebody will hold that value against you. If a homeless man feels it necessary to go into a store and steal a coat, To achieve warmth. Many people would say, well, that's great. He should. He's a human being. It's capitalism. I mean, he's homeless. But what people don't take into account is what about the shopkeepers? What about the shopkeeper who bought those coats wholesale, sold them for an up value, and they're losing out? And you, you might say this. Well, it's just one coat. You know, he might freeze to death. Okay, well, what if that became... A moral practice on every single person. What if every single person had a ethical value that said, I believe it is uh, okay to do whatever I need to do to achieve what I find necessary for my survival. Think about that. Somebody's car breaks down and they have to get to their job to pay for their, their food on their table. That's a, that's a necessity, right? So they carjack you. Well, if you agree with the homeless man stealing the coat, then you should agree with the guy carjacking you because they both did it for their survival, right? No. No, it's not okay. Unfortunately, people, we may live in an advanced society. We may have sentience. uh, Sentience, I apologize. Sentience uh, means the ability to act as we do. Cats don't have sentience. They have primitive instincts, Right. They only can think one certain way and do one certain way. See, human beings have sentience. We are alive. We have soul and existence. You have to understand that you can make yourself happy. But are you making yourself happy at the expense of others? The true goal in life is to live a life that is flourishing, not, not at the expense of those around you. And that my friends. Is not happening in the society. Society we live in. In this capitalistic society. The only way it has survived. Is at the expense of others. And that goes for every. Uh, uh, um, government. Every. Uh, 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 mechanism of governing. Uh, every. Ideology. Communism. Fascism. Socialism. Capitalism. Um, unfortunately we live in a society where you walk on the street you see a homeless man and someone goes up to pray for them now I'm not dogging religion but I am saying this the person praying for them has a hundred dollars in their pocket they're well fed they have a good job their kids go to a good school and things of that nature what is more useful? praying Or actually helping. Now I'm not saying also to neglect your own necessities. But what I am saying is you cannot have a double standard. (coughs) Excuse me. Where you believe that, well, we, the government, who has failed in every category. In every sense of the word of government has failed. At least once. Well, the government should help the homeless. Oh, but then again, I believe in small government, I believe in the private sector, and I believe that we, the people, must run this country. Okay. But when that small government happens, and when you run the country, like some anarchist society, I guarantee you 100,000%, you will still not help that homeless man. And that's a fact. That's a fact. You must put actions to your words and not the other way around. Actions speak louder than words. And you should hold that dear to your heart. So therefore, my entire message here today is whatever you will into the world, happiness, pleasure, success, you should not do it at the expense of others because therefore you allow them to reserve the right to use your autonomy as a passage, as a vessel for their own success and pleasure and happiness at your expense. Selfishness breeds hate. Selfishness breeds suffering and agony and pain. And that is why the world uh, is the way it is today. Because people no longer consider the man or the woman to the left and the right, the child in the street who's starving. And to top it all, with the cherry on top, not only are we a society... A Western society, unlike the Eastern societies, we're a Western society who believes in individualism. Not only that, but when we do help each other, we expect to capitalize off of that good nature, the good act, by recording it and and bragging about it. And the very Christians and Muslims and every religious person today acts the same way. And not even the religious, but the atheists, the secularists, the humanists. People can no longer act in good nature without reward. If you commit a good deed, you should do it out of the kindness of your heart, knowing you shall not get anything in return. And that is the mark of a conscious, moral person. No longer will I I uphold or stand to live in a society... That expects reward out of every single action they commit. It is pathetic and it is the mark of a selfish society. And it's unfortunate that it's happening today because our children see our actions and set the standards for them and their future uh, uh, um, actions. Pardon me. And they shall know that my parents. And my own society and my own elders acted in a way that showed that it is okay to justify my actions as long as it pleases my own uh, basic necessities and primitive means. It's a pathetic society we live in. One of low moral character. Uh, uh, a moral standing that has degraded beyond existence. We care not for death. We care not for pain. We are amused by it. Human beings love controversy. Human beings love to see others in pain. But they don't like to commit it. Human beings are very, very peculiar when it comes to psychology and the way we think. Human beings will stand from a distance when violence is taking place and pull out their phones and record it instead of taking action. Not because they know they w- w- should be will be rewarded. See, see, the people who take action know they will not be rewarded. They do it because of the kindness of their heart, because it's a good deed. And very rarely does that take place in any land of this world. And unfortunately, the actions that you do see, a lot are staged... And um, it's it's very sad. We live in a very ass-backwards uh, nation, for lack of better terms. So remember, happiness. What is one thing you can do to achieve your happiness? Th- there's three things. One, you must identify what your happiness is. It's very important. Your happiness should be calculated and identified before you pursue it. Secondly, you must identify the means of that happiness and how you will achieve it. What what makes you happy? You know what your happiness is, but what actions do you commit and thoughts you think that help you achieve that happiness? Hmm? That's a very important question. And thirdly, does your happiness come at the expense of others? I know it's very hard. It's very hard to be happy as it is, but to even throw into the equation that you must consider other people's autonomy and their rights may be difficult, but let me tell you this. In the long run, when you are on your deathbed, you will know that I committed my actions for the pursuit of my happiness, not in vain, and not in a way that disregards the rights of others and takes away their autonomy. And I know when you take your last breath and close your eyes for the last time, you will know that you achieved happiness not at the expense of others, but at the expense of hard work and dedication, in thoughtfulness, and love, and kindness, and in good moral character. Look to your fellow brothers and sisters. Tell your mother and father you love them, your brothers and sisters you love them. Look at the person on the street who has nowhere to go for Christmas or Thanksgiving and say, Happy Happy Thanksgiving. Merry Christmas. You are loved. I'm sorry you're in a hard place. You can even go as far as providing some resources well here's the, ne- here's the nearest shelter or here's a food drive and things of that nature it does not take a lot to be a good DC human being because one day you may need the DC human beings around you I don't believe in a lot I'm not spiritual or religious but I do believe in one thing karma and I believe that what goes around comes around Do not sleep soundly at night if you know that your happiness is achieved at the expense of others. Whatever you bring upon yourself that you have guaranteed for yourself, and if it has been brought upon you at the expense of those around you, you do not deserve that happiness. And your happiness, I, I say, should flee like the hare from the fox. I thoroughly hope you enjoyed this podcast. My thoughts on happiness and how to be happy, and my current take on what it means to be happy and how to achieve it, and a little bit of Immanuel Kant and deontology. If you enjoy these, please let me know. I appreciate you all. I wish nothing but the best for you. I hope you all go to sleep soundly tonight, happy. And another thing if you feel as if you did not achieve anything today, reevaluate that statement. You achieved one thing, life. For when you arise tomorrow morning, know it is another day to work towards your achievements and the goals that you have set for yourself. And if you feel as though the bar is too low, raise it. For you live one life and one life only. And one day you will be on your deathbed and you will be either one person or the next. You will either be the person that says I wish I did this and I didn't have enough time and I made too many excuses and I let ABC get in the way or you will be the man that said I did enough for 10 lifetimes. I achieved more than I ever could in 10 lifetimes. Which will you be? How will you use your day tomorrow? That is what you should reflect on. I thoroughly enjoy all of you listening to this, and I thank you for your positive energy, and I wish you all a wonderful weekend, a happy Thanksgiving, more segments to come, and more articles. I appreciate you all. Take care.